Hello, Money Milers. Today, we are joined by Mark Shaw and Bill Driscoll of Total Body Fitness. Mark and Bill have been creating opportunities for athletes and people who want to become athletes for decades. I can comfortably say that triathlon in Northern California would not be the same without these gentlemen. Through Total Body Fitness, each year they are having a positive impact on between six to 7,000 athletes at their races and between two to 300 in their training programs. If you are receiving the Money for the Long Run newsletter, all the links and resources will be available in your email inbox, but you can otherwise check out the show notes at wallerfc.com. We didn't talk much about the financial aspects of Trafalon in this episode, as we really wanted to celebrate these guys and what they are doing through their organization. I hope to have Mark and Bill back on the show at a future date, and we can talk about all that stuff. So without further ado, let's get into it. Mark, Bill, welcome to Money Mile. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Justin. Appreciate right, you so having us. Happy you are here. If we are doing this correctly, our listeners are out somewhere on a long run, and it might be difficult for them to differentiate between us without a proper introduction. So could we start by each of you just introducing yourself and sharing your current role within Total Body Fitness? I'm Bill Driscoll, and my current role as race director for Total Body Fitness is answer emails, (laughs) (laughs) work on social media, make sure our websites have all the right information and greet and meet all of the athletes that race with us every single event. I took over the volunteer coordinator after one of our former volunteer coordinators retired. So I'm recruiting all of the people that are part of our Race for Free Athlete Volunteer Program. And I also communicate with our now probably 24 staff and key staff who have committed to helping us at all of our events throughout the season. So I guess that's human resource director. (laughs) Very very nice. So so many hats you're wearing there, Bill. Oh, yeah. And Mark, could you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, Mark Shaw. You know, stay busy now. I I set up all the race courses, except for the swims. I don't do the swims. So all the bikes and the runs. And uh, I do a lot of the race announcements and ride wheelies whenever I can. (laughs) Very nice. Very nice. Mark also handles all of the permits. Probably the biggest headache that we have, not just with the state parks, but with the city governments, the state governments, sometimes the federal governments, agencies, CHPs, water agencies, on and on and on. Mark handles all of those phone calls, emails, and meetings with the bureaucracy that we have to deal with. All, all of those logistics. So our uh, our permitting guru here as well. So yes, uh, excellent. All right. So uh, for those that uh, that are hearing this uh, around the country and around the world, could you share with us uh, how how would you describe Total Body Fitness to someone who's not familiar with the organization? Well, our tagline pretty much lays it out. It's multi-sport training, racing, and travel. We teach people how to get in shape and race. We put on races so that they can come out and do them. And at the end of the year, we take people to exotic locations to have fun. How did you get started with Total Body Fitness? How did all this come to pass? Well, I'll give you a quick rundown. I was uh, working as a personal trainer at Capital Athletic Club in downtown Sacramento. And working there as an instructor and an aerobics teacher... I saw so many people who needed my help. They were either doing the wrong things 
or not doing the right things. And not only at the gym, but in their their life, their their careers, their family lives. So for me, it was uh, the start of Total Body Fitness was education. I wanted to teach people how to do things that would make them feel better and look better. I wanted to motivate them so that after they got into it, they stuck with it. And unlike a lot of the other trainers, I wanted to make it fun. So that kind of was the founding principle of Total Body Fitness, education, motivation, and fun. I started the company in November 1991 and uh, spent some time convincing my best friend, Mark Shaw, who lived in Milpitas or Fremont. Might have been Newark. <laughs> Newark. <laughs> <laughs> One of those places. Somewhere down in the Bay Area. Convinced him to uh, get out of corporate finance and get into multi-sport fitness with me. I, I don't yeah. want to age myself, but when y'all were starting this, I was in high school. So, uh, so and, and for the for the listeners out there, uh, I, I do want you to know Total Body Fitness and Waller Financial Coaching and the Money Mile uh, have been working together for years. My first triathlon ever, July of 2004, was a TBF race. I did one race with TBF and have been hooked for the last 20 years. Uh, <laughs> absolutely love you guys. Glad you're here and appreciate all the work you're doing in the world. Thank, so thank you, you for all of that. That was a try for fun, eh? That that was a try for fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I have, I have a picture of it on my wall. It's, it's wonderful. To kind of break it down with, with Total Body Fitness, there, it sounds like there are kind of three primary areas. So the, the training, the racing part, and the travel. So the training piece first is the, the education component and, and helping uh, new people understand what triathlon is all about and for existing people who've been doing it a while, how to do it better. You put on the racing, and if I if I understand this correctly, uh, you have twenty nine different events throughout the year. Does that sound right to you guys? I mean, total events, not only triathlons, but all the athletic endeavors you guys put on. Is twenty nine? Is that right? I think it's now thirty one days, and when you count all the separate races, it's about sixty four races. That is fantastic. So many opportunities for our community to participate in this great sport that we have. I would be hard pressed to find anyone involved in our community, at least in Northern California, that hasn't participated in a total body fitness event. If you haven't, I highly recommend it. These guys put on a great show. It's a great time. I really enjoy all of that. I have yet to take part of the adventure part of this whole of this trifecta. Uh, that y'all have going on. I've seen pictures over the years. I understand the primary destination is Thailand. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. It started from the Phuket, Laguna Phuket Triathlon back in 2000. 2000. We took a group of triathletes over there <laughs> to Thailand and only one of them ended up racing. <laughs> but ever since we've been going back and we're hooked. That, that is great. So lots of different aspects of uh, Total Body Fitness and, and the work that you all are doing. In the triathlon community, you've been around for a while. This is not your first rodeo and you've seen a lot. So I'm curious from your perspective, what do you see as the biggest challenge for new triathletes coming into the sport today? One of the biggest limiters is kind of your strength is swimming. So we teach people how to swim. That's a big component of training. But to get people to overcome their fear of the water, to learn how to swim, be comfortable in that environment is, is kind of a big challenge. 
we've always kind of tried to lower the barrier to get started in the sport. So our, our entry level distance now is we call it a super sprint and we'll have our athletes swim 200 yards, ride their bikes four miles and run one mile. So that kind of came about probably 10 years ago because that's kind of the distance for our kids. And we love the award ceremony for the kids because all the kids are there, all the parents are there. And Bill and I were looking out and we're saying, these parents would do anything for their children, but look at them. They're obese. They're out of shape. At that time, try for fun was our shortest distance, half mile swim, 16 mile bike, three mile run. Bill and I thought, who would want to drive out to do anything less than that? And I said, well, let's give it a try. And we're out there at Rancho Seco Park on a Friday, setting up our, our first super sprints the next day. And these two 50 to 60 year old women show up and we're like, hey, what's going on? Oh, we're practicing for the super sprint tomorrow. We came over from Santa Rosa. And so we're like, it works. <laughs> so we, you know, lowering the barriers to get started. A lot of people confuse triathlon with Ironman. And really, from our perspective, it's almost two different sports. We look at getting people started on the sport of triathlon and doing smaller distances and developing a lifestyle. Uh, we find a lot of a lot of iron people now that they're not really triathletes. They just sign up to do an Ironman and they kind of check it off their list. And they're bucket listers. They're bucket listers. And we also to get people started. We about twelve years ago we we started a women's TBF Tri Triathlon program. So we work with local bike shops and Fleet Feet Sports. That we offer free. Yeah, a free program. So we get a lot of people started in the sport that way. And recently we've been working with USAT and their youth development program, trying to bring more youth triathlon to the West Coast. And we've seen, you know, how well the mountain bike community has developed high school mountain bike racing, junior high school. So they're developing athletes that are going to stay in the sport. So we want to get the youth. And so hopefully we can grow that segment and then develop lifelong customers. We like to say that triathlon's a sport, but swim, bike, and run are life skills. Those are important for, for safety, but you can stay in shape the rest of your life with that kind of program, swim, bike, and run. Absolutely. Well, that, that's fantastic. I'd love to hear more about the the growth on the youth side of things as well. I'm uh, hoping maybe, Mark, we can uh, circle back there. The swim is a primary limiter that you're seeing, and you, you've made a more accessible distance for folks who are getting started. Could you comment briefly on the, the actual the swim portion of it? Uh, when you're getting a new person involved, is it all open water? Do you recommend more pool work? Help me understand a little bit more of, of how you help new folks kind of overcome that that fear of the water, that apprehension? We've had our open water swim program. So we start in May. We swim May, June, July, and August. We use Folsom Lake until the water level drops and then go down to Lake Natoma. But we have folks that, you know, we have to start with their relationship with the water, you know, having them relax. First thing we teach is uh, is balance and breathing, you know, and then develop the kick and the stroke and the rotation and and the specifics to triathlon racing in open water is, uh, you know, sighting, correcting your course, drafting, those types of techniques. Skills. And it's, we meet twice a week. So we say, hey, if, if you commit to swimming with us twice a week in a summer, you're going to be swimming. And those breakthroughs, they're really 
fun to be part of because people gain confidence, they relax, they gain skills, and they're like, I'm a swimmer. And uh, we used to do a lot of pool clinics, which are are really nice because the coaches have that oversight so they can examine what they're doing wrong, crossing over this and that, how how well are they breathing without lifting their heads and those types of things. The, the pandemic kind of put a, a kibosh on our ability public to use pools, uh, yeah. public pools. So we're basically open water swim. Well, and one of the nice things that I uh, think thinking about the venues that you utilize for a brand new swimmer, someone who has never done that, I imagine it's also fairly easy for them to rather than swim out and back a certain distance, if they have some anxiety level, they would be able to swim along the shore, essentially at a point where they could stand up at any point if they need to while they're building their skills and getting more comfortable. Am I envisioning that correctly? That's that's exactly where we have the beginner swimmers. Yeah. And we not only have beginner swimmers, we let people know we have swimmers that don't know how to swim. So we put them in with a specific coach that she just does a wonderful job making them feel comfortable and confident. They're standing at waist level. And when they swim, they can always, like you said, put their feet down. And by learning skills, it gives them that confidence that each class, they go home remembering arm extend, cheek on the shoulder, little tips that we give them. And of course, we encourage them practice at home, get in the pool. It's not just twice a week with us, but you need to get in the pool and reinforce those skills, practice the drills. And like Mark said, we've had people throughout the course of this 20 week course that have gone from afraid to put their face in the water to finishing a half mile, in some cases, a half Ironman triathlon after our 20 week course. And it's it's basically life changing for them. It is. In fact, Theotis. Oh yeah. Came to our clinic last July and could not swim. He was an avid runner and cyclist and strength trainer, but could not swim. Had a fear of swim. And I got to know him and followed his progress not only in our class but on Facebook. He finished the California Ironman. In Holy October. <laughs> and when he finished that, right, that's right. he took a six-week vacation with his wife, went to Southeast Asia, and got certified as a scuba diver. <laughs> and the whole time bragged about TBF, overcame my fear of water. I did an Ironman. Now I'm a scuba diver. Look at what I'm doing. And to see that kind of progress, like Mark said, it's life changing that we can help people do that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, That's a great story. Uh, Just to make sure that I'm clear and all the and all the listeners understand, you took someone in a single 20 week program going from fear of water to swimming and completing successfully a full 2.4 mile Ironman swim. Yep. Yeah. In Holy the American and Sacramento River. <laughs> that, yeah, swim assisted or a current assisted swim. Okay, fine. That is phenomenal, gentlemen. Well done. And congratulations to your athlete. I, I apologize. I didn't catch the name there, but uh, congratulations to him. That is a tremendous accomplishment. Way to go. Yes. Thanks, Thank Justin. you. That gives me the goosebumps. You've got some exciting stories here. I am kind of curious from a logistics standpoint and doing all that you do within triathlon, 
What are some of the challenges that the two of you face as race directors? I can start from a logistics standpoint, just working with all the the entities to get permits, especially for road bike courses. Mm. Uh, The Caltrain requirements have become very cumbersome. And so I think that's a big challenge. Plus the the expansion of, uh, of housing, especially in Northern California area. A lot of the roads that we used to be able to race on safely there's too many traffic signals, too many vehicles. So kind of the the growth of uh, the population, plus the, the bureaucratic jumping through hoops to get permits. Bill, how about from your side? There hasn't really been any significant challenges on our side. We've evolved with the changes from print media to online social media as far as our advertising. We used to have ads in competitor and city sports magazine and the schedule. And now we do everything on Instagram and Facebook. Back when we first started, we realized that our biggest challenge was going to be volunteers. And we started our race for free athlete volunteer program. And back then it was $40. If they worked a four hour shift, they got a $40 voucher that they could use towards it for a year. They could give it to their friends, their family, their wife. And they'd get a nice volunteer shirt, entry to the event, parking, breakfast, breakfast and lunch. lunch, and a fun position to work with. <laughs> and a couple of years ago, we raised it to $50 for the four-hour shift. And we really have never encountered volunteer shortages. We've never had to scramble on race day and <laughs> not, well, a little bit. We've never had to close down anything no, because we no. didn't have enough volunteers. And so logistically, that has been, I'll call it a challenge, but not an issue. We always seem to get volunteers and we have a dedicated team of staff and key staff. And Bill, I think part of that is what one thing we say, a big Part of our paycheck is who we surround ourselves with and how much fun we have together. So the volunteer program has really served as kind of an introduction for us to add staff, key staff and director positions because they they do come out and they have fun. And then the seasoned veterans have been racing the sport for years that have never volunteered. They come out and volunteer and they say, wow, I never knew how much is involved to putting on one of these races. Yeah. I'm never going to be rude to a volunteer again <laughs> because it, it puts them on the other side of the fence and they, they really appreciate the fact that there is an event for them to participate in. Well, and if it's okay with you, I'll, I'll take that volunteer program one step further. Uh, is something actually I just remembered in the midst of our conversation here, my very first interaction with triathlon and TBF was actually from a volunteer experience. Uh-huh. I had the opportunity to volunteer out at one of the races, and uh, I knew nothing about triathlon. As you had mentioned, Mark, my whole view of triathlon was Ironman. Uh, and right. I confused those back in the day. And being able to go out with a little bit of curiosity about triathlon and help some neat people do awesome stuff just by standing around or pointing them in the right direction and getting a better sense of what a triathlon really is was really helpful for me as a participant to say, yes, I like this idea. I want to take that next step and become a triathlete. It's a great, uh, I would say, gateway opportunity to get for people to participate in this sport as well if they're not comfortable yeah. with it. But it's an open access thing. So if you have family members who 
have no interest in doing a triathlon, they can volunteer. They have something fun to do throughout the day. They get to cheer you on. If you want to participate and kind of, as, as you described, Bill, kind of earn your way through some racing by contributing back to the sport, there's so many levels of benefit to the volunteer program that you have going on. I just love it. I appreciate all the all the logistic work that you guys put into that to make that an easy, smooth way for people to get involved in the sport and to help support it. So uh, I think you guys are doing great work on that front as well. Thank you. Thank you, Justin. It is time for a quick form check. Money Mile is powered by Waller Financial Coaching, a full-time fiduciary financial planning firm. If you want to improve your financial form and improve your financial independence, you can get a copy of Financial Independence for Triathletes by texting Money Mile, one word, to 33777. You will also be added to the Money for the Long Run newsletter. Again, text Money Mile, one word, to 33777. Now let's check in on that running form. If you have your own form cues, please use those. If not, here are mine. Drop your shoulder blades into your back pockets. Bring your eyes up to the horizon and lean forward from the ankles for the rest of this episode of Money Mile. At this point, what are you most excited about in the triathlon world? Well, I, 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 I kind of have an idea. I haven't even really told Mark yet. Oh, no. Uh-oh, oh. <laughs> Coming to you first. Here we go. Let's hear it, Bill. I would like to mix things up a little bit. Back in the pandemic year, we had some Friday night triathlons. They were limited to 10 people at a time, and we had to space them 30 minutes apart. 30 minutes apart. They were super sprint triathlons, but it was one of the funnest things we did to see those 10 triathletes line up there on the water and then go head to head through the whole course. That took them maybe 30, 40 minutes to race. It was really exciting. And I started thinking, could we do something on a Friday night that maybe mixed it up, start with a run, then a bike, then a swim, then another run, maybe two swims, two bikes and a run, little short super sprint using the facilities and the grounds that we have that mixed it up out of order. You start with a swim, you run up to your bike, you ride a, a two-mile loop, you go back to the water, you swim again, and you finish. <laughs> and we limited it to small fields. It's 10, 15, 20 people at a time. Little super sprint multi-race yeah. tri-heats. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it, it was exciting. We had six different races in a sense, right? We started like 4 o'clock and then 4.30. So we had six different starts, All the way 30 to, minutes yeah. apart of 10 people. And then a couple of times we had family against family. So we had the Billadoos <laughs> and the Jobsons and the, you know, and then we had the the elites that, that went off. Oh, I want to be in the wave racing against this person. So it, it really was a, a unique format that smaller, intimate and from an announcement standpoint, it wasn't just one race. I had to, I get to call six different races. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, that sounds interesting to me. And I recognize, so Bill, I appreciate you sharing that with, with all of us here. It's the first time that's been voiced. So uh, good luck, Mark. I, I wish you the best with that. But yeah. obviously, we're not going to hold you to any of that. Uh, I think that's a fascinating idea. 
it does make me think a little bit about some of the some of the new efforts with the like arena league type of uh, infrastructures for triathlon, but still keeping it in an open air space that's accessible to mere mortals as opposed to collegiate uh, elite athletes, uh, but, but giving us mere mortals an opportunity to race head to head against our peers or maybe a, a, against my sister-in-law like that. That just sounds <laughs> yeah. super fun. It's like uh, we've got the the Waller race coming up at uh, five thirty today. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. I I will look forward to that. Uh, yeah. Please keep me in the loop. I yes. think a, an important component for the sport of triathlon is this youth development, and you know along the lines of reducing the barriers to get started and identifying it as a multi sport lifestyle and not an Ironman bucket list. And the youth development is going to be. High schools in the high school is so important to that. One thing that's encouraging is the last two years we saw a higher amount of 20 to 29 year olds in the sport. And we kind of thought, well, they're tired of getting hurt throwing spears at Spartan. You know, they're not doing color runs where they're throwing color at you. They're looking for something that's going to sustain them and keep them in shape as a, as a healthy lifestyle. So we do promote it as that multi-sport lifestyle, but the more youth in high school we can get involved, the more customers will develop so that 20 to 29 is going to be more successful. You know, a big thing now is that women can earn scholarships now for triathlon in college. So hopefully that, you know, the men can follow through, but most of our top triathlete women that are or girls, young women that are getting scholarships are going to the East Coast. It's like, man, the West Coast is where this sport was born. So let's, you know, really try to look to solidify California as, as, as where we can grow the younger component of the sport. So we build more future competitors down the road. Yep. I love that. I, I am very fired up about the just the fact that a triathlon scholarship is a thing. Yeah. Like, it's no longer, you know, the, the dream of someone to, you know, uh, play football or something like that in high school. And that's, that's their ticket to it in, in education. You can do it through triathlon. It just yeah. it warms my heart to know that, that those are opportunities out there for young athletes. And I, I love the fact that you are, that you are promoting this and having an opportunity for young people to even know this exists. I didn't find out about this stuff till I was in my mid twenties. Uh, like, oh, okay, well, yeah, this is a thing now. But being able to have like the kids triathlons and the super sprints and all of that, opening up those windows, not just for the one and done bucket list checkers, but looking at that as a lifestyle is fantastic. I think that's a, a, a very exciting area of the sport. Justin, another way we're we're helping the youth is we have a TBF Try for Kids Youth Triathlon Program. I think it's in his 10th year now. And we do the, the Try for Kids program. Right now, we're not swimming, but we have a five race. We call it the Happy Kids Duathlon Series. And we see a, a lot of eight to nine-year-olds, especially, before they get to middle school and can participate in after-school sports. So we're, we're getting those eight, nine-year-olds. But trying to keep the 10 through 14 has been a little bit challenging because there's a lot more opportunities to participate mm -hmm. in after-school sports. But we're, we're starting them young. And it's the funnest stuff to see the youngsters. We get five-year-olds out there racing, and it's just heartwarming. Uh, we get uh, ten-year-olds like Donnie Yang. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, it just so dedicated to the sport. And him and his dad come out 
and he does all of our duathlons, all of our kids' triathlons, and he he has the persona and the focus of a 35-year-old gold medal Olympic winner, <laughs> and he's 10 years old. <laughs> it's awesome. I did also want to just open the floor to both of you at, at this point and give you the opportunity to share if there's anything specific that you'd like to discuss and things you'd like to share with our community. You know, one thing that was pretty neat, Bill and I and our, our wives, Loretta and Warawan, went to uh, Thunder Valley on Sunday and they had the Sacramento Sports Hall of Fame and they inducted Jamie Whitmore, who got her start with TBF in 98. She had just graduated from Northridge on a track and cross-country field scholarship. And Bill and I were at the CIM Expo and she, California International Marathon Expo, she comes up and she says, what are you guys doing? Triathlon? This is a marathon. And so we we brought her on and we were her first coaches in the sport. She, you know, went on to have a stellar world-class career and earned 37 exterior wins, (laughs) world champions 2004. And she won a gold medal and, uh, Paralympic gold medal and Paralympic silver medal. gold medal down in uh, in Rio. Yeah. So, wow, that's you know it's awesome. it's it was pretty cool. It was exciting. She was glad we were there, and uh, she gave a shout out to Bill Driscoll and Mark Shaw of Total Body Fitness. And this is where I got my start. Everyone and I don't think anyone knew what she was talking about except <laughs> us and our wives. But we were happy. Yeah, that's they were all there for Matt Barnes. <laughs> hey, that's all right. To each their own. Uh, that, that is pretty cool. Uh, and to be able to have an impact on someone that early on in their career and be able to see the result of that decades later, after all the effort and energy that you guys put into putting on great races and uh, opening up the sports to new people, I imagine that's got to be tremendously rewarding to see some results of that over decades. Yes, they're going to have some people in the Hall of Fame. But the hundreds of people that will never be in a Hall of Fame, but that have been impacted by the work that you do, on behalf of all of them, I would like to thank you for all of the time, energy that that you put into this and making this accessible to all of us. Thank you very much for all of the work that you do. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. It's it's been our pleasure. And as you said, the, the joy is from seeing the people, what they get out of it. And now that we've been putting on races for... 25 years we've seen people grow up we've seen people yeah get old with the sport we have a guy who's 83 84 Vern Holthouse yeah. former all-american so last year at one of our our runs you know when i get home my wife will say hey what was you know what stood out what was one of the the big things from the weekend and i said well on saturday we had a five-year-old finish, one-year-old finish. <laughs> Remember Paul Flanagan? Yeah. From, so we're providing opportunities for for fun, fitness, health, and enjoyment um, for all ages. It's pretty darn good. Yeah. Uh, just to clarify, there's uh, the audio might have cut out a little bit. Uh, so you had a five-year-old finish, and what was the other end of ninety-one? Ninety-one. <laughs> you had the yeah. whole gamut there. Yeah. That so, is awesome. So Paul finishes, and we're like, "Hey, we want to bring you up." He goes, "No, no, I, I like to do this on secret agent mode. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't announce it. Don't say I'm just doing this under the undercover out here." <laughs> hey, uh, sorry about that, partner. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we're sharing your story yeah. with the world. Sorry, uh, Paul. <laughs> but uh, Paul, you're doing great things. Inspiration to a lot of us uh, who are 
who have not yet attained 91, but are looking forward to being able to uh, living an active lifestyle at that point in our lives. It's evidence that that you don't have to be top of the podium every time to have a great experience with triathlon. And uh, with the help of TBF Racing uh, and all of the, the work that y'all do, you can have a great experience, push yourself, continue to be better as an athlete, as a, as a triathlete, and as a person persevering through challenges. And uh, those type of opportunities present themselves when you push yourself and rise to the occasion. You challenge yourself to be bigger and be better. And a lot of those opportunities wouldn't happen uh, without you guys. So uh, you're you're certainly a a staple in the Northern California triathlon community, and I very much appreciate all the work that you're doing. So uh, I know we've got a a race season ahead. Uh, we have uh, uh, like I said, I guess 31 events now ahead for for the year that we're looking at. Uh, we're recording this conversation in early February of 2024. From your perspectives, uh, is there anything that that from 31 events, is there anything that stands out to you that's particularly exciting to you guys? Folsom Lake International Triathlon is going to be the biggest and best Olympic distance USAT triathlon in Northern California this year. And it's not one of their championship races. They gave that to uh, an event in Napa, but the competition at that event the course that Mark lays out and the enjoyment from the athletes that come from all over the country, all over the West coast. To me, that's the most exciting thing. The more athletes, the more excitement, the more fun. Yeah. And then of course we kick things off in April. So April 13th, we're breaking the ice out there, the icebreaker triathlon for the first time sanctioned by USA triathlon. And then uh, the next day, the, which is in its second year, California Youth Triathlon. So our goal there is to make that a an ITU world qualifier, but certainly a national qualifier, which they don't have on the West Coast now. So that's with, with draft legal. Yeah, for we, the junior elite athletes. We did draft legal last year, so yeah, pretty exciting. I guess I'm excited about the whole season, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to hear. I know I'm excited about the season. I believe, uh, so I was looking at it this morning. I think I have five TBF races on my schedule for this year. Excellent. Uh, hoping all of those work out. So I'm looking forward to seeing you guys out at the races uh, and enjoying the total body fitness experience with y'all again multiple times this year. Again, very much appreciate you taking the time to share a little bit of your uh, your insights and expertise with us. In wrapping up, any other thoughts or anything else you'd like to share with the Money Mile community before we let you go? If you work out, everything else will too. <laughs> so. Yeah, we appreciate you giving us a chance to talk to everybody about what we do. Thanks again to Mark and Bill for coming on the show. We really appreciate all the contributions you are making to the triathlon community in Northern California and around the world. You can learn more about the training component of Total Body Fitness Training at tbftraining.com. You can learn more about the lineup of tremendous races and events at totalbodyfitness.com. And you can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram to learn more. We here at Money Mile also appreciate you, our listeners, and our community. We appreciate you sharing a bit of your long run with us. We hope you found this conversation valuable. If you did, please share the podcast with your training buddies and friends. If you work out, everything else will too. We look forward to talking with you next time on Money Mile.